Hello, and welcome to Embracing Unrest. I'm Dr. Sandra Parker, and this is where we explore why it's so hard to be present and how to use unrest, your body's signal of vulnerability, to bring you home to the moment so you can grow. Hi, I'm Dr. Sandra Parker, and this is Embracing Unrest. In today's episode, I want to talk about the horrific catastrophe that's unfolding in Ukraine right now and explore with you this human dilemma when we're faced with painful truths in reality. How should we take care of ourselves and take action to do the right thing? People often ask me, what is the point of feeling my feelings when something is out of my hands? When reality is harsh, what is it that we're supposed to do? And how is it that we're supposed to be able to do it and feel connected? The truth of our vulnerability is that we long for things and we long for things to be a certain way, whether it's inside of ourselves or outside in the world. And we have limits to our ability to make those things happen. And in that gap between what we long for and what we can make happen, in that gap is where our vulnerability, our humanity, and our opportunity for growth lies. Right now, we're confronted with a humanitarian catastrophe that is epic in proportion. Cities being bombed, civilians being killed, children being killed, millions of people displaced. And I know many of us are watching this unfold with with deep grief and horror. There are There are three reactions that I'm seeing in people one of them is people becoming overwhelmed and and terribly anxious worrying having nightmares their nervous systems are on fire they're having trouble concentrating focusing they're they're not coping right now it's as though this this truth is flooding them and there isn't a way to regulate their own nervous systems Another reaction is that in the face of these painful, painful facts, some people are numbing out. They're looking away, detaching. They're either consciously or unconsciously making a decision to say, I just can't care. That is a path to hopelessness, and that is like the first reaction of anxiety, that is another way that we are going to make ourselves sick. There's a third reaction that I'm seeing as well, which is a a very quick reaction to do something, to, to to fix this. And of course, we realize in our intelligent cognitive minds that we can't fix this situation, but there's this impulse that if if I could do something, that it will change things. 
and at minimum, it will change how I'm feeling. I won't feel so bad if I could just do something. And all three of these reactions, the overwhelm, the detachment, and this urge to, to do something to fix things, all of them, in a way, are missing the point in the sense that going back to the question that people ask me when reality is harsh, what's the point of feeling? Well, the point, the point is you. You're the point. You're the point of your own life. And even when you care about others and want to make a difference in the world, it needs to start. The changes that we want to make need to start with our own relationship to ourselves, our own capacity to stay present and connected inside of ourselves. Our actions from that place will be integrated and healthy, and we will be able to sustain ourselves over time. I decided to share this podcast as a result of a woman that I spoke with not long ago who told me that as soon as the Ukraine crisis emerged, she decided to send a check to an emergency program to help people which was a beautiful gesture. Um, it, was a, it was a wonderful, heartfelt action that she took to make a difference. But there was this very strange fallout from that that she shared with me, which is that after a few days, maybe a week, after the initial feeling of relief that she had done something, she began to feel a terrible feeling of hopelessness, a feeling of that what she had done was a drop in the bucket, and worse than that, that it really wasn't anything at all. And I felt such compassion for her because I understood her urge to do something. But what I also could see is that something in the way that she jumped to the action while dropping herself out of the equation, that there was something in that that was a problem. It was almost as though, in a way, she took that action to try and make things better in the world, which, which of course makes sense. She's trying to make things better in the world. But in a, in a way, a part of her brain is thinking she can fix things the way she would want to. Another part of her is thinking, at least if I do something, I will feel better. I'll feel better because I did something, which she did for a day or two. But oddly, after a few more days, she began to feel despair. She began to feel like a kind of feeling that nothing, nothing could make a difference, that there was no point. And I think she felt there was no point because she hadn't allowed herself to be the point. And, and before you think I'm, I'm getting all kind of I don't know, self-absorbed and narcissistic here, stay with me because what I'm talking about is what it means to really give to the world, really give our gifts, really make a difference in the world. We need to be included in that action. And, and part of that is making room for our own vulnerability. In the face of these painful, harsh realities, we need to pause and allow ourselves to be aware of our longing and our limits. It's the intersection of our longing and our limits. It's our 
confrontation with our limits in the face of what we long for. That is the definition of being vulnerable. We want something to be a certain way, deeply, with all our hearts. And we are confronted with limits to being able to make that thing happen single-handedly, to be able to make it so. I want to be able to protect those people in the Ukraine, to stop this war, to make Putin's heart open to compassion. And it's terribly painful to be thousands and thousands of miles away and unable to do what I want to do. If I understand that my journey is to feel that, to allow myself to feel what reality is showing me, to let it matter in my body, I can get myself to a place where whatever action I do take will be meaningful. I need to be able to, first of all, notice that my body is bracing. I am braced. I'm holding my breath. My shoulders are tight. My diaphragm is locked. My hands are fidgety. I, I feel my throat wanting to close. I feel a tightness in my chest. And to the extent that I can allow myself some space to actually feel all of that, my nervous system settles down. I get a little opening inside of myself. Somehow, through that warm interest toward my sensations in my body, the body, my body, recognizes my presence. I am arriving in the moment in my body. I am actually here with myself, and my body settles. It's soothed. That's when a door opens, and I can let the wave of anger come through at how wrong this is, how wrong it is, how wrong it is to wage war against each other on this planet. And that feeling, although it on its own isn't doing anything out there in the world, it's moving me to a place, it's lifting me up, it's firing me up, it's allowing me to connect with things that matter deeply to me. It's telling me who I am at a really important level. Anger, like all emotions, rides like a wave. It rises, it peaks, it ebbs. And after I have allowed myself to be carried vulnerably by that wave of anger, as my body settles, I open to the next feeling, which is sadness. It is a feeling of the helplessness, the limits to my control. It is an experience that most of us resist because it's a feeling of having to surrender to something that I wish wasn't true. It takes tremendous courage to stay with this feeling, but if we can do that, and again, it forms a wave-like shape as we're lifted and carried by this wave of sadness. It's painful. We choke up. We feel an elephant standing on our chest. We feel pain in our hearts. And then it passes. It 
eases. The sadness ebbs. At the end of that wave, there's a still point. It's an amazing place when we get there. It's, it's like a place to rest for a bit and gather ourselves and bring every bit of ourself into our awareness. And in that resting place, without trying, without doing anything, deep inner resources become available to me. My perspective, my compassion, all my IQ points come online. They weren't available before because I was bracing and under tremendous stress. But now, in this still place, with my nervous system calmer, out the other side of these waves of anger and sadness, in this place of stillness, I realize I have strengths, I have resilience. I realize that I can let go of my fantasy of having control without feeling like I have nothing that I can do. That in fact, it is in letting go of that fantasy of control that I am now able to take action from this place of integration. I understand I can't do everything I want to do. I can't make the thing that I want to make happen happen. But I can do something. I don't need to do something impulsive and fast just so I can feel better. And I don't have to lie to myself that I should be able to change the world on my own. In taking the time to soothe unrest in my body, to acknowledge my vulnerability, to pay attention to my body's signal of vulnerability, I've let my body know that it is pain and not danger that moves me in this moment. I'm free to feel, and as a result of that, I can come to terms and accept that although I can't do everything I would want to do, I can do something, and that that something is enough. I mean, of course it's not enough. It's not enough. What's going to be enough? I can't stop that war, but it is enough. It's enough because it's all that I can do. And that offering is meaningful. That offering is from a place deep inside of me that's connected. And if we all do this, we give what we can. We all do what we can without the illusion that we can control the outcome, all of our small actions collectively come together and form another wave, a wave of love and hope and the possibility for something better. And in the process of that, we matter too. We don't override ourselves and treat ourselves as though we're cannon fodder in that war. We can stay healthy and we can sustain ourselves and we can stay open-hearted and we can pray and hope for the best while acting in the best way we can. We are vulnerable and we have limits and yet we are so powerful when we come home to the body and we feel the painful truth of being human, and we live from there. 
from the bottom of my heart, I'm holding you and all of us with great compassion and a hope that you too can soothe unrest and feel your emotion and take the actions that you can to make the difference where you can. Thanks for listening. Social media channels are in my link tree, which you can find in the show notes. Until next time, embrace unrest and harness vulnerability to tame anxiety and spark growth.